All right, hey everybody, it's Scoots here. I'm actually recording this uh, as I'm supposed to. <laughs> this is interesting. I guess I got invited. It's a good thing I have the. Well, you see, well, Scoots, how are you doing this? I say, well, it's interesting. Uh, uh, you walk me through it. And I say, okay, well, well, first I got to tell you where I am and what I'm doing. I think one part of my story brain's ahead of the other part. But yeah, where am I? What are we doing? Why are we here? Oh, those those, those pesky questions. Uh, well, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Okay, so I gotta say, where am I? Who? What? Where? When? Why? We'll never. Get, if we get to why, we'll never get anywhere. Who am I? Scooter, your buddy Scoot's here. What? Uh, what? What? Well. Let me get to where I'm outside of one of those. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm outside, so I don't know what it looks like inside. But well, like also, there's a behind. There's like a temporary green room. One of those picturesque. Uh, I wouldn't say it's on a postcard. Picture postcard perfect, or is it called postcard perfect or picture perfect postcard? But this would not be on a postcard, but it is filmic, uh, and you've seen it before, and it's uh, almost an archetypal image of a classroom, a lecture hall on, well, I should have looked at the signs. I don't know if we're on the Cambridge or Oxford campus, uh, you know, maybe on either one. Uh, did I say neither one, uh, but uh, outside of the classroom and even the doors, they're all those old wooden doors with, uh, like, I don't know if the, they're called leaded windows, but you know the windows that have, uh, like, they're in, in shapes and they have different levels. Uh, I don't know how, I don't, I, they're not etched. No, good question, vocabulary brain. I was looking for actually a vocabulary word I needed and not one I don't need. But you know the glass. It's not. It's pers. It's pers. I'd say it's pers, prism. Prismatic, but it's. Uh, so I'm. So there's one door that goes into the lecture hall. Then there's one further down, up some stairs that goes into the back of the lecture hall when you're late for class. This is the one when you want to go into the classroom. It's a lecture hall, so probably I don't know three hundred, four hundred people. Like you would go in this particular door if you're on time or very early or you want to sit in front or you're like uh, some sort of rebellious figure or a disruptive figure and you go to class late but you want to make a statement or you maybe you inadvertently make a statement uh, not to go off topic but this you know when sometimes you have like uh, you make there's an idea of making your dreams come true. There's even that song by Hall and Oates, which I think I did an episode about. But uh, one time in the last 10 years, so before the podcast, but not that far before, and I've talked about this on my Life Journey episodes, I started taking classes at community college here. Now, one of the whole problems with me taking classes, in addition, this is when I had a job, I had a, like a, had a young daughter, and, uh, you know, multiple things, and I have dyslexia. So, uh, let's see, I, I, did I drop out of this class? I don't think I, I guess I did drop out of the class. Maybe I didn't. I can't remember. I guess I did drop out of the class. I'm trying to think if I did. I can't really, I, I guess I did. 
So I signed up for one class that I went to, and then I said, well, maybe I should, on the next semester, I should do two classes. One was a, a like a, like a screenwriting, scriptwriting type story class, and I had a really great teacher, Joey. And then I signed up for another class, which was like, like actually like uh, filming stuff. Uh, I don't know if it was a, cin- a cinematography class or I don't know exactly what it was. Right. But, uh, and I don't, I think I might've, so I transposed multiple things. It was a once a week class, like, cause it was a lab length. So it's just like a three hour class or something. It was at night and it transposed multiple things. So, so I think the first day I either showed up to class an hour or a half hour late, uh, right before we had a break. And then I said, Oh boy. Then I think I did this something else. I made it to the second class, I believe. And then I never went back. I don't think like I could never recover from the embarrassment. Cause I, I, I feel like I went to multiple classes though. Um, so I'm not exactly sure, like, uh, but uh, it was one of those things where you dream about it, like, a lot, your whole life, you know, you dream about showing up to class and not knowing, or I do, not knowing where, I definitely didn't know where the class was, that happens to me all the time. And actually, now I'm picturing another class that kept changing rooms, what class was that? Uh, maybe that was this class, I don't, I don't know, but so... Because you can remember going to class and saying, wait a second, it's not in that room anymore. But this one, I had trouble finding it as well not, and being on time. And then I liked the class. I liked the professor very much. And I, I think I, I, I like withdrew too late. I mean, I was taking it. I got So I got a fa- whatever you, when you drop out, but you didn't drop out on time. Not that I, I wasn't do I was doing these for kind of like uh, professional development, I guess. Uh, so anyway, I just remember walking to that class, like thinking, "Okay, I'm, I made it." Uh, whatever it was, like six thirty p.m., and the class started at five, and I was like, "Oh, why is every why is it like I'm like uh, I thought I was like right on time, or five minutes late, or five minutes early, and the class was going on." So that could happen, too, for the door I'm standing in front of was my point. You could show up to class and disrupt it unintentionally. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but to the left of this door is another door that goes behind, that's behind the lecture area. And it, oh, why? So where am I? That's where we've established that. Why or what? Uh, I'm supposed to participate in debate later with someone named Pishposh about can appointed meander be a meander? Uh, but I have, I don't like, I, I said, well, I have other designs. I'll be just be straight with you. And I have no intention of uh, participating in the debate. Uh, let's just be straight. Uh, so, but, so I have a plan to, to, to discuss, and I said, well, later, because this person, Pishposh, was uh, like a doctor uh, and works at one of these schools here, which you like, uh, got to be top of the line to go to. So I said, well, now you say, how scoots in this era, because I don't know when you're listening to this, but when I'm recording this, is September 2020. 
And so, I, like I had, like I said, okay, what, what do we? How? What would happen? Uh, so more backstory before we get to the, more backstory, or this is the first backstory, right? How did I get here? Though I got to explain it. So the spot, sleep with me has been going on a long time. So there's some historical things in the podcast that listeners in the last few years might not know about. And I want to fill you in on those because those give me some of these magical powers that, uh, so there's a couple of them. Oh, I heard some part of me said imagination. I said, well, yeah, actually powered by imagination. But there's two things we've used and I, and I poured them into one of these, that platform, the Z-O-O-M. It wanted me to do an annual, I said, no, 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 I'm not paying but I said, what if uh, I get this stuff in there? Will that enable me to transfer? Okay, so transverse plane is one of them. Transverse plane, and even to get to the transverse plane, I had to do some, because I can't go there, because it's like not where I live. It's behind a bed and breakfast. Uh, you go, you anybody that's been to a bed and breakfast or seen one in a movie, you know the standard setup for the most part, not all of them, but there's French doors that open up onto a patio or straight into a garden. That's like 90, 90, I think like in the, there's an accreditation. You say, wait a second, you know, got French doors that open up into some garden area or garden-like area, but this place does. You say, sorry, you're an inn that serves breakfast. Uh, do you have a chimney? No, we don't. Oh, well, you can't be an inn then either. Chimneys are required to be on the uh, National Registry of Inns. You see, but it, the chimneys are obsolete. Oh, to you, they're obsolete. To an innkeeper, they're a necessity to be accredited. These are bureaucracies I've navigated before. Okay, so French doors at this particular bed and breakfast open up into a patio, brick patio. It's pretty nice, and it has that mossy stuff on there, even though, I don't know, it's just part of the look. Uh, then there's, like, a open lawn. I don't know if they do cro- – good question. I don't know if they do croquet on the lawn. Probably you could. I mean, what better way – uh, to get to, to to do to yeah to to, to yeah to work up a sweat before you work up a sweat. Uh, so then you go down there. Then is the like the first layer of gardens. This place is extensive, so they have their gardens. I think uh, right now when I'm picturing it in my mind, it's like uh, late fall, early uh, whatever. I was going to say early autumn, winter. So this part of the garden is more bare roses and stuff, uh, and it has trellises, of course. Then beyond that is a pond. Now, if you go around the back of the pond, there's also cottages back there. That's where Lady Witchbeard lives, but we're not bothering her because we're not really there right now. I'm just describing it to you. Now, for some reason, only I can access this, but there's a trail. Now, if I go on that trail, the trail leads to the transverse plane. Or maybe, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, I guess I didn't realize that only I have access to it. Otherwise, it'd be like, uh, this would be like an action, you know, mild action movie. The secrets of the 
this place would be an accredited bed and breakfast because they have French doors. They have a chimney, so they could be an inn as well. Maybe it's two chimneys. You get, why is there two, two N's in chin? Because you need two chimneys. Uh, is there an M and an N in chimney? I think they're a chimney. Yeah, I guess there is. Uh, okay, so you get to the back of this pond, and I take a path, and I go to the transverse plane. Now, the transverse plane is a place where, like, it's like I guess now in modern parlance, they would call it, like, uh, where you could access the multiverse. But that just sounds too neat. That's why I call, well, it's called the transverse plane. Now, the transverse plane is more... Like a multiverse, entering the multiverse, that sounds like something you would do with intention. Transverse plane gives you, it takes you on a journey. You don't, like, you don't just use it. It's not a tool. It's a place you go, and then it takes you someplace in, in, within the multiverse. Their words, not mine. So you, it's just basically a plane you walk into. Then it has this effect when you know it's working where it could become like, at least as far as visually, like candy, like cotton candy, candy corn, interesting stuff. And then as you keep traveling, then you usually I would escort someone and I would take them on the journey to find out what they need. Hint, hint of what's happening next. Now before, I don't know if it's before or after the transverse plane, I had two other things I would use. But right around the same time, I got access to two magical... Well, I created one magical item. I had this magical ticker tape, uh, which is a machine, and it kind of prints stuff out. Uh, it was like a, a to stock ticker, I think, is what a magical ticker tape uh, would do. Very steampunky. You've never seen anything more steampunk in your life. Uh, Except you say, where's the steampunk going in? And they say, where the heck is this information coming from anyway? But the magical ticker tape would give me information. It also obviously had some sort of cosmic powers because it wasn't running on steam. And it didn't have, it wasn't plugged into anything. And that would give me information, like some would be very direct information, like the Silvertone. He was he became the official jazz singer of the podcast, Chris Williams, like way back that when I first discovered that. It was like, okay, this uh, dot, 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 the Silvertone, still officially the, the, the official jazz singer of Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, but other times, it, somehow, the ticker tape machine, okay, this goes, this is like, talk about uh, deep cuts. Like, uh, I also, and you say, how did you meet Tom and Impounce? Or you'd say, who's Tom and Impounce? I'd say, well, they're, uh, this is going to sound, this is going to be painful to them. But you say, well, they're somewhat obscure characters on Sleep With Me podcast. They live with my neighbor, Ray. Under different names, well, Mikey and Tom, uh, Mikey and Pounce, uh, and also another person. But anyway, so I met them. Once upon a time, there was a TV show called Game of Thrones, and uh, there was a character on there named Roose Bolton. That's one thing. So just remember, hold hold that in your mind. A character named Roose Bolton. Also, there was a once upon a time sleep podcaster named Scooter, whose vocabulary was somewhat limited, and he rude, R-U-E, 
but then not you R U D E. He found Roose Bolton rude, but he also rude Roose Bolton. And I think Scooter probably had a different definition of strongly disliked, uh, or more than that, uh, Roose Bolton. And somehow his ruing of Roose Bolton, even though I guess it was confused ruing, if I don't know, because I, I looked up ruing at some point and I said, oh boy, was I using that correctly? But now I forgot the actual definition of the word again. But I think maybe it's correct uh, to strong, like, have, like, have strong negative feelings for. I think it means, no, it means I pity you, I think, uh, which is true. Like, like my dislike of you is so strong that I pity you. That's talk about compassion and empathy. But this was coming from more of a place of not the compassion or empathy, just a strong dislike and maybe wishing for a rueful moment. I was ruining him in a way, kind of a passive-aggressive way. I was, like, actively ruining Roos Bolton. And I don't know if I was because I was standing so close to this ticker tape machine, but it became, oh, hello, sorry, I guess I walked into the green room for the debate, uh, and someone's been listening to me this whole time. Uh, hi, I'll be with you in one minute. Have you been listening the whole time? Okay, good, that's good that you're following along. That's pish posh, everybody. I guess I've been standing, I guess I walked through the door when I was worried about being late for cl- that other memory, and pish posh has been here prepping for our debate uh with like at a desk uh, one of yep one of those desks right out of the movies uh, with the green lamp don't they call that like a what do they call that a barrister's lamp here or a student lamp uh but i didn't even know until i just turned in, in when i was making i was turning towards the imaginary ticker tape machine in my mind and i saw pish posh there looking at me and taking notes uh I don't know if that's technically within the debate rules that you could take notes, um, but we'll cover that. Uh, so my ruling of Roots Bolton was so strong that, uh, and I was so close to the ticker tape machine, it created this machine, which I called the fantasy fiction fan. I can't remember what I called it uh, or what it was called. It, it was a device. Not that different than, uh, like, a much smaller version of the original Willy Wonka, the machine that made bubbles and drove around, and the boat. They were kind of the same. They probably had the same designer. Smaller version of something like that. Uh, and this was a fan fiction fantasy machine or fiction fan, fan fantasy fiction machine or something, and it enabled me to travel into fantasy, like, uh, to fictional worlds and put a fan spin on it. And that's how I managed to get Tom and Pounce and the Gregor out of uh, Westeros. Uh, was, uh, like, you see, how do you get real, like, just like in those famous movies, like uh, straight out of Westeros, uh, Westeros or, or Bust uh, and other movies like that. Uh, um, oh, those aren't movies? Well, yeah. Are you sure you haven't checked, like, the Disney Channel? Like, they have other channels there, like Disney or something. Oh, they don't own those. Well, okay, well, maybe they should look into it. But, um, so this machine let me travel the worlds of fiction and fan fiction and fantasy and do stuff, mostly get in the way. 
and and like induced to George R. R. Martin's ire. Uh, well, if he knew about it, but he never knew. He said, he said "Would like that's what he will, one day he'll make a blog post." He said, "What's up with those? What's taking so long?" He said, "It's the weirdest thing. Like I thought it was me." And that's why I've been, you know, saying it's just my process. You know, I'm just taking my time and being deliberate. But the reality is, is there was someone mucking around in my stories and, and uh, it had ramifications. And now I have ire for that person and that person's name. And then I would then you'd see me pop in and then he'd say, yeah, just just working on my process. I don't know what I was talking about. Okay, so that's the fan fiction fantasy machine, which I have parked outside of these classrooms, by the way. So I took those things. So I said, uh, I took the fan fiction fantasy machine, and I got a fish, like I got um, one of those things like a butterfly net, one of the bigger versions like cartoon characters have when they're trying to catch stuff. And I double bagged that with, uh, you know, the all. You know, I don't know if everybody else does this, but you have a giant thing of bags under your kitchen sink. I took two, no, I took three of those bags, drove the fan fiction fantasy machine out to the uh, transverse plane, scooped some of the transverse plane uh, into this triple bagged thing. And uh, got it filled up, and uh, then I got under the vehicle. Uh, then I went back to the shop, uh, a.k.a. Uh, like where all my clutter is, my life. Uh, then I got under this machine, the fan fiction fantasy machine. It started to open up some valves. I don't know anything about any how it works or anything. But I opened up some valves and liquid started dripping out. So then I put that in the bag with the stuff I scooped out of the fan fiction fantasy machine or the uh, transverse plane. You know, oil, uh, you know, it was a bluish color, though. And then there was something that was more of like a like a rusty maroon, old rusty maroon. I was stuck in island with rusty maroon for too long. And then I put that in the bag. Then I like uh, I did a, I did a, the old uh, one of the old hacker tricks. Right, went on Zoom, loaded that up, and I said, uh, and I took an Ethernet cable and a USB C cable, USB regular micro micro doser or whatever, plugged all those in as external drives. So I registered the bag of uh, cosmic material as a, like a triple amounted it as a drive. Not like that, no. Quit giggling. Like a drive. Uh, and then I said, uh, um, what do you call that? Choose your background. And it chose this bag of like uh, that said upload new background. Don't do this either, by the way, because it's not possible. Also, I can never update my Zoom again. So if anybody's wondering why it's lagging, it's because I'm on like whatever, a low, like an earlier version or I have to downgrade. So this will continue to work. It's a seat because they fixed it, of course, as soon as they found out. They said, you're, you're using our platform for to, to disrupt the fabric of the universe. 
And I said, no, I have a debate in Axford. I can't just fly there. Also, I don't plan on, oh, no, also, I don't plan on participating in the debate. Uh, so that's how I got here, basically. Once I loaded the background, boom, I was here. And uh, so the two of us, Pishposh, uh, I, I know you were scheduled to debate me on can a pointed meander, can a pointless meander be pointed? And I'm sure you're correct in your observations uh, because you seem like a reasonable individual. But I would like to just take you for a trip on my like uh, on my Zoom background, which is actually like a like a. Well, I don't know what it is, uh, and we, we just go for a journey about point because I just went on one pointless meander. So I think maybe we could take it like uh, let's start with the finale. Let's start with this. Uh, we, how do you want the debate to end, and how do you want our journey to end? Um, like in because I say, oh, also I had a question for you that I forgot until right now. Uh, like so. Have you ever considered being a Spice Girl or like, uh, because, uh, uh, like you say, pish posh, but posh, there's already posh spice. Could there be a pish spice? Could you say, well, or, or like you say, well, I'm the second, I'm actually posh's sister. Uh, my family loves posh so much, you know, of course they named me pish posh, but yeah, I'm pish posh spice, uh. Like, technically, just call me Pish Spice because I'm kind of not happy about the posh part. Uh, so, what if we end the journey in an empowered way where you was So, I'm right. I, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I'm very, I pick up on this stuff. Uh, so, we could look into that because uh, I know you probably left. Yeah, let's, but that's the end, right? So, we find out that you like the journey, what you learned on your journey after you left the Spice Girls. Oh, because you were never a part of them, of course, because they were, like, rehearsing in your sister's room or something. Oh, she has a whole wing. Oh, interesting. Of a home. Okay, well, that's interesting, too. I didn't know that. Uh, so that would be where you learned, where you became the greatest debater uh, ever. So that's one part of it. Okay, so we got that part of the finale. Our debate would end... Are you like a consensus, like, are you a debater that goes to kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, you, you're right. You're trying to build positivity and empowerment. Great. So you're, can I just say that your conclusion would probably be, could be, can a pointless meander be um, pointed? Could be, right? Like you would debate that you would debate both sides of it kind of, or help me. Like, you would make all your points that normally it wouldn't be, but then you would kind of take my points and then you would build on those to a conclusion could be. And then there would be a universal lesson, um, which would be, oh, be open-minded. Oh, so you would even pretend you were closed-minded at the start of the debate. Wow, you really are brilliant. No wonder. Good thing you weren't in the spot. I mean... Other than the, you know, all the positives of being in the, uh, you know, I thought I was, I, I mean, oh, it's going to be cinnamon spice. Do you mind calling me? You know, and I, I forgot that there was a character in Wind Up Bird Chronicle 
Chronicles. You're right. Uh, is it? Well, I just I just finished reading it again, but I had forgotten about cinnamon in that book. Uh, but before that, I said, "Oh, I'd like to be cinnamon spice." So you could be pish spice. Pish spice is really hard to say. No wonder they said pish posh spice. Here's another question, though. So if your sister... Okay, it's too complicated to explain. Okay, so that's part one. Okay, so we got to the end. So let's set sail in my vehicle here. We could pretend... uh, You know, I'm friends with Lady Witchbeard. Well, friends is a strong word, but... uh, we're associates. So let's like a bunch of pirate. Let's like two pirates. Let's set sail. Pirates of knowledge and positive. Like, is there a way to do that? No, that'd be the antithesis. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's a great word. So we'll set sail in my vehicle. Now, just so you know, this may not be an accurate representation of your journey to where we just ended up. Uh, Particularly, I've never, I probably have used the machine in this manner before, but I never remember it. Uh, but I guess the whole goal of this journey is to establish some peace of mind. Uh, and there we are. We see you in your room, and I can see you pacing around your room. What are you, about 11, 12 years old? Yeah. And your hands are over your ears. Uh, and yeah, that's not a, I wouldn't call that singing either. I would agree with you, but that is some, uh, right in the other room is your older sister and her friends. Uh, now was there more spices other than sporty posh? Is there a vanilla spice? Cause I wouldn't mind being, I could be vanilla. Well, vanilla spice would be like 1980s, not nineties. Uh, posh, sporty, I forget the rest of the Spice Girls, I'm so sorry. Ginger Spice, that, no, but one of the Spice Girls was, like, uh, formerly known as Ginger, right? Okay, don't get distracted. Yeah, this is about you, Pish, Posh, Spice, uh, what about PP Spice, that one, even though that's, like, a kind of, uh, that's something, like, uh, Oh, you're right, PP. I didn't realize that till now. I don't know there's something nice about it. PP Spice. I don't know. Some maybe like an insurance sales uh, or a realtor. PP Spice. Or yeah, something disgusting. You're right. I say no, thank you. PP Spice. No, no, just leave it off, please. Thanks. No, don't even. Can you make my food at another place? Uh, never mind. I'm not going to shop here. Okay, so anyway, we're back at your room. You're looking for some peace of mind because your sister and her friends are rehearsing or business partners or bandmates. Uh, and, you're, you're, yeah, it's not easy. This is a stage of uh, childhood that, uh, where they just keep singing the same songs over and over again. Yeah, that happens. I was just thinking about it the other day, not to make this about me, but, uh, you know, I will right now. Like I I just had this regret that bubbled up recently that I should probably talk about. Maybe then you could use it as part of your journey. Maybe I could come talk. Yeah, here we are. I'm in your room. You're just observing. Hey, how you doing? You're pish posh, right? Uh, Do you mind if I just call you pish? 
This is a great room. What is that noise? Uh, seems uh, like thoroughly distracting. Oh, that's your sister. Oh, well, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm a consultant. I'm here to uh, speak to you about some things. Uh, I heard you're a great re- listener, actually. No one's ever told you that? Well, I've heard that before. Like, I've heard, you know, uh, let's go and let's, is there like, do you, does this place have like a sub-basement that we could not hear this uh, music? I was going to talk to you about music, though, while we walk. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, actually, you'll never believe this till one day when you realize it uh, and you decide not to debate me just to preserve my self-esteem. Am I like a desire not to be the focus of any kind of attention except in situations where I want attention like this one? Uh, but yeah, I'm a consultant from another world uh, and I'm here to be listened to. You never heard of a consultant like that? Well, yeah, believe it or not, if I was charging, you you wouldn't be living in this mansion. Or is this like a? Or do you have superpowers? Maybe we could cover that in another another like because I do want to do a story about. Uh, do you know who the Care Bears are? Okay, yeah, you you're here to listen. But yeah, I heard you're a great listener, and listening is. Uh, one of the most important skills, if not the most important skill, and very misunderstood. So hopefully I set you on, I remember, oh, you were already, that's what you were reading a book about listening. That's why you're so interested that I said you're a good listener. Oh, I was, well, I was just, I guess, kind of hoping that I was the one that set you forth on the path to become the world's foremost listener. Well, you're already on the path. I guess I'll just encourage you and give you some practice. So now that we, you can't hear your sister and her friends rehearsing or squawking, to use your term, uh, but uh, I just wanted to talk to you about this memory I had that I like. There's a part of me I have. I guess I have to make amends to one person that's uh, with us. And uh, one person that's not with us, and probably I don't like. Uh, even though I was uh, clear of mind, I, I think I was in uh, eighth grade, and I have this great a few sets of regrets. So I had a new uh, friend, kind of I, I'd say, who quickly became a very close friend. I dare say, even a best friend. And this was probably January, February, March, uh, and we 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 uh, had tickets to a basketball game. And my my father said, "You can invite one of your friends to go to this basketball game with us, uh, but first we're going to go to a reception to my my school that I went to." Because my school is one of the teams playing in this uh, event. Now, at the time, this was in a station wagon. And, uh, huh, it's interesting. Maybe you're the same age as I was and we're in, the, uh, like, not important, but I'm just thinking this is true. And, or maybe your sister's the same age as me when I was in this age. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm. You're right. I'm going. Thank you for that's good listening. You're just helping to keep me on track. You know, if I had you in my life, I wouldn't probably have a sleep podcasts. Believe it or not, because I'd be on track all the time. But because we're so off track, uh, 
Uh, so uh, I'm glad. I'm so glad you could listen listen to me, though. Thank you for your your eye contact and your your body. Okay, so at the time, this was my, and also I was about to like. I think because this memory came up because I was thinking about recon re getting back in touch with this uh, friend of mine named Jeremy, uh, and I said, man, like a, and I have a regret, another memory with him that I regret, but. Oh, yeah, I could focus on things I don't regret, too. You're right. Uh, that's one of my life goals. Uh, uh, you're Wow, you are perceptive. Uh, I wonder if the adult you, if the adult you could see you, I can't even imagine the, 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 all the good feelings that would be generated and, and empowerment and joy. And I could almost feel... Uh, the heart growing of someone who already had a big heart that's observing nearby and is so full of gratitude for this that she doesn't debate him in front of an Oxford-Cambridge audience. Uh, but anyway, back to me, of course, you're right. Uh, in my little team, well, I mean, yeah, I thought I was here to take you on a journey, but I'm just here to be listened to. So at the time, there was a singer named Tiffany who was very popular. Yeah, right around the time New Kids on the Block, exactly. And she, I don't know what the name, there, she had a, a Beatles song she redid, but there was also another song. No idea what it is now. Uh, oh, I think we're alone now. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah, you're, I think you're right. Uh, and so Jeremy and I were in the way back of my car. I think that song came out, and then we kept singing it over and over again. And we were very happy and full of joy. Maybe if there was any other kids in the car, they were singing. But the adults did not like this. So even though it was going on in the back of the car, uh, it was like a disconnect. We were having fun, but I'm sure, because I guess now as an adult I can relate to this, uh, you'd say, I appreciate you love that song and that you love singing it over and over again and fragments of the song over and over again. And I think that's a good thing. And I, I mean, I think back then, this was the 80s, the way the adults would deal with it is just raise their voice. Or uh, I don't know what happened then because it was a friend. They say, well, we just got to endure this. Uh, but so... um. Uh, we were singing that song, but what happened was then uh, we got to this thing, and I, I like, uh, uh, I guess what I was really here to apologize for is like, then we got to this uh, reception, and I think there was a picture of my dad there because it was like an alumni reception, and the president or the vice president of the university was there, which I didn't really know at the time that was like a big deal for like, uh, and I was asking him if my father was NERD or not. And I think I thought it was pretty funny. And he got really irritated and yelled at me, understandably, because I think I wouldn't let it go. Uh, and uh, I remember being saying, wow, that guy's a real grouch. Instead of saying, what are you doing? Like, why are you like giving your father a hard time when he's here to have fun? 
And I like him very much, your father, uh, and have great respect for him. So you're getting on my nerves, kid. So I guess, it, like, I'd like to, that person is no longer with us, so I'd like to say, geez, I'm sorry. Uh, that was a mistake. I was really a J-E-R-K. Thank you for nodding. It, it, like, you could accept my apology on their behalf. And uh, uh, the, I, probably, I can apologize to my dad. Don't worry, I'll do that after I record this. Uh, and then... Uh, what was my point? Oh, later in life, I encountered him. I mean, I would encounter him from time to time because I ended up going to the same university. And I encountered him one time when I needed a ride. And, like, uh, I was waiting for a ride that didn't show up. And I was in, in Manhattan, and he just happened to be there because we are at, like, a satellite campus at the time. And he said, and I was with, I think it might have been even after my trip uh, to the Guggenheim. Though it could have also been after I was working at an internship. And he pulled up and he said, you need a ride? And I said, yeah. And then he gave us a ride. Maybe it was after my internship, but I don't know. I can't remember. And uh, he was, uh, he, uh, what what do you call it? He, um can't remember. Oh, so he had just seen a Matisse. He was very jazzed because he had just gone to a Matisse uh, exhibition. And so the whole time he talked about Matisse, then I think he, I, I talked about my dad and he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, maybe he talked about him. But mostly he talked about Matisse uh, and his love of Matisse and the immediacy of his experience going to this exhibition uh, was very impressive to me. And now, and I guess I was thinking about it, even when I think about this regret, you're right, finding the positivity in there. So this, he was now retired, but still working at the university, I think, or maybe uh, like uh, president of student affairs or something. That uh, So he was like a... Like a retirement age, or maybe even past retirement age, but still engaged with the student population. But he was also still engaged. Like, so he lived in the Bronx and then he drove all the way into Manhattan, found parking, and then walked uh, from, I guess, the satellite campus. Or so, okay, so he got free parking or whatever at the satellite campus, I guess. Then walked uh, to the museum. Uh, which I'm trying to think what museum, or maybe took the subway to go to this. I mean, that's for me a life lesson that uh, he was still drinking from the cup of life uh, in art. And I just think that's really, really amazing and cool. Like, uh, I don't know. So it's still with me. It's still with me. Oh, it looks like you fell asleep. Uh, so, huh, well, that's good. Like, uh, so, okay, so we're going to go. Let me just, uh, there's like, let me just put this uh, drop cloth on you while you rest. And you'll have a future of listening and not debating sleep podcasters one day. And if you would like to climb back in with me, Pish Posh, uh, we'll travel back. Uh, can you tell me your impressions of that journey we went on uh, other than my pandering to your good listening. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, because uh, you never saw the joy 
that your sister had in being a Spice Girl, you always had your own feelings about it, and you never really saw that even back then, they were, like, consumed by their own joy in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say it's it's difficult. Like I said, even as an adult parent, I say, well, that's great you love that song. Um, is there a way you could sing quieter with with less joy? But that's just not an option. So I guess we both have to learn together. Do you think you're going to start listening to their music again? Maybe. Oh, maybe you'll try to, re- like, yeah. Well, maybe you just reconnect. Uh, oh, she's not really your sister. Okay, well, so here's, we're back at campus. Why don't you go deal with the, oh, you had us on speaker the whole time. So the students were listening. Oh, they were even listening when I was talking about showing up to class late. Oh, good. So I guess that's a debate wrapped up, huh? We didn't even really have to debate anything other than, uh, and I mean, I guess what did we learn? Uh, listening is the key to debate. Like, you don't even need to, listening and discussion, a.k.a. debate, uh, are intrinsically connected. That's a good word. Thank you. And listening's not easy. Sometimes even great listeners have trouble listening to people when they're singing with joy repeatedly the same song over and over again. And they didn't let their younger sister or younger sister figure join them. And yeah, there's probably more healing that could go there. Yeah, that life really is it. A part of life is, uh, our relationship with the past, uh, but there's also good things in the past we, that were easy to gloss over. It is good to apologize for our mistakes. You're right about that. Uh, would you say that this meander we went on was pointed, twisted, but with a point? Oh, boy. Wow. That is a way. Meander was twisted with a point. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Thank you, Oxford. Thank you, Cambridge. Uh, thank you, Bruce Bolton, Bed and Breakfast Institute of, of America and Global Institute of Inns uh, accreditations. And uh, thank you all of you for listening. Good night.